1: Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlists in the show notes. Welcome to episode 75. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today, a tropical fuckstorm. The Australian Rock Supergroup is releasing their third studio record today, entitled Deep States. In today's episode, we're talking with singer Gareth Lydiard about anarchy within popular music, the pandemic's effect on the Australian music scene, and being called out on their lyrics. Here we go. Our guest today is the front man for one of Australia's greatest supergroups. The band, compromising of members from The Drones, High Tension and Palm Springs, are releasing their fantastic third record today, entitled Deep States. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from Tropical Fuckstorm, Gareth Lydiard. Hello. Hey, how you going, man? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Just bored. Lockdown, bored. Yeah. <laughs> you are currently in the midst of a lockdown uh, at the moment. How are you? How are you finding it?
0: Um. Yeah, it's annoying because we're meant to be mixing. Uh, I should be in Melbourne mixing um, the an album we made with Springtime with Jim White and Chris Abrahams. Um. But we can't get down to Melbourne so. Yeah, stuck here.
1: Yeah, That's um, very frustrating, very frustrating indeed. Um, I know that, uh, congratulations on Deep State's the new record. It is coming out uh, this week. It is out this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool, thanks.
1: I know that previously, well, just while we're kind of talking about lockdown, is that the previous lockdown, the big one from uh, last year kind of, I guess, didn't influence this album, but you found it wasn't really a good environment for creating music and being creative?
0: Um, No, not at all. I mean, you need, you know, singing is like, I don't know, laughing or crying or otherwise you're faking it, you know what I mean? Like, so it just, everything was just, we were in the doldrums, you know, and, and then we were lumped with a huge amount of work which was just rescheduling uh, three European tours, two American tours and an Australian tour, which, you know, is an ongoing thing, just reschedule, reschedule, postpone, reschedule, postpone, reschedule. Yeah, so it's been um, not the most, it hasn't been, well, the first half of the whole lockdown wasn't conducive to, rocking out you know I
1: mean. it was just a drag (laughs) that's very fair uh (laughs) how did you find the a lot of the people that we've spoken to like a lot of musicians were in a similar kind of boat where it was like um i guess for a period of time had the mentality of like what is the point in creating at this moment because there are much larger things at play how did you kind of find your way out of that to this new album
0: Um, I don't know. It's all a big blur. It's just a big smudge. I mean, and it's, you know, that's not exactly a uh, very original thing to say. I mean, everyone else had the same thing. So I guess a necessity, really. After about six months of, you know, drinking beer and watching Netflix, (laughs) felt like we had to do something. Sooner or later there, there was going to be a change. You know, I don't know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, we were going to have to fucking pull our finger out and do something sometime. So yeah, and then you know the lockdown the lockdown eased. Then we started prepping for recording, and then the lockdown came back, and it meant we couldn't get together in the same room. And yeah, just it's just endless stuff like that. So it's really hard. You kind of got to get a flow, and if you can't, if it keeps getting interrupted, it's it would be the same as if you're training for some sort of athletic thing you know you you, you've got to train in one big block you know you've got to get your your muscles in order so every time we had to every time we had to lock down yeah it was a drag we sort of just lost the momentum yeah
1: Mm. that's yeah that's very fair i can understand it would be quite frustrating having the that passion or that drive kind of come back and then having to just like shut it down again
0: yeah, yeah, it's just a drag. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone's going through the same thing. And then, I mean, in our world we've got, you know, agents in Australia and Europe and America and and then publicists and record companies and, you know, they're doing the same thing so we have to deal with them and they're, you know, especially the, the booking agents, they're not seeing any money because you actually have to play a show for them to get their cut. Yeah. And they're doing all this rescheduling, rescheduling, rescheduling and not getting paid. So it's just, it, it's been, yeah, it's been hard work, but it's been hard work for everybody. Yeah.
1: yeah it is, um, yeah, not the, the world's greatest time, but um, I think, um, what was it? I was reading a quote from yourself that out of all the kind of apocalypses that we could have, the pan, uh, pandemic is actually quite boring.
0: Yeah, it's really boring. I yeah, I don't know. I you know I was expecting something more like World War Three or The Road, you know that that Cormac <laughs> McCarthy. <you> know, yeah, <laughs> something more exciting, something just well, not, something more more engaging. You know the way, like say so, you know depression is such a first world thing because it's hard to get depressed when you're in survival mode because you you just don't have the luxury. Um, I was hoping for something that did that. You know, when you're really busy at work and you don't get to think about how tired you are or how fucked everything is. Yeah, I was hoping for at least an apocalypse that was distracting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is it, the um, the fight or flight kind of mechanism?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I mean, everyone's had the same thing where it's just this fucking you know, what were you doing in July last year? It's like, I don't know, just, it's just been a smudge, a big smudge. Yeah. And that could be, like, it, it just it you know, I've got T-type the friends who have exactly the same psychological analysis of it all. You know, you know you could be in a, a fucking drug haze or you could be down at the gym, but time just
1: seemed to fall to pieces. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Um let's chat about the album we we'll get, we'll get the pandemic out of the way that's done <laughs> deep states. <Yeah. laughs> um it is the new record from you guys from Tropical Fuckstorm and it is a um it's a gorgeous like I want to say cacophony of genres because it like I feel like it it's not um easy to kind of place it's not easy to to put it put in a box which I think is a good thing. I think that's what you guys have always kind of been known for and not being able to be classified as one thing. Did uh did the songwriting this time around, as you said before, that you kind of were in the midst of recording and then had to stop and then stop, start, stop, start, did it change your approach mm. to songwriting this time around?
0: Uh well, I just slowed it down. I mean you know, it's hard enough getting motivated, but I just oh, I guess when once, once the wheel started turning, it's you know the main thing is you, you have to do it. You need songs, you don't have any, and then um, yeah. I mean, by the end we did get a good run in where we were all up here a lot in the same room, and that's that's the main thing for this band is, you know, some people we talk a lot, and then someone will say some hilarious zinger. And um we'll go, we'll write that down and that'll go into a line or something <laughs> and you know, or someone someone you know, will come up with something, you know, almost deliberately and I'm just always there taking notes and and then I mean that's just the lyric side of things. The other side of things is we'll obviously get together, we play together, but then we sort of just make this huge garbage dump of, of, of stuff that we then sift through and you know, it's like it and it's like It is with the software and stuff these days. It's like if you want it to be, it it can be like making a film and um, we like to use that approach. But everyone will be in the room, in this room here, like there's like a kitchen up the back. Usually all this stuff here is all full of equipment and microphones and shit. So everyone's always (laughs) doing stuff and putting their input in, you know, whether someone might be cooking or... You know, someone's laying on the couch reading a magazine, and but we're always listening to what we're doing. And someone was like, "What was that? What was that? Stick that there. Put that on top of that." Blah blah blah. And then i um, <laughs> yeah. So it's really collaborative in that sense. And um, if we're not in the same room, it doesn't. It's kind of it just doesn't have the same sort of. I don't know. It should. What you make should be a force of nature. Singing should be yeah. something that happens. Yeah, it's like flamenco or something where, you know, it, it, you can't sort of do it if you're not all in the same room together. It just, you could, you could make something that seems like it, like this weird Xerox of flamenco, but it wouldn't have the zing that you need, you know?
1: I can, yeah, I can very much appreciate that. I think it, it, uh, from heaps of the people we spoke to that there's zoom and other things became the norm, but there's not like the chemistry is not the same. If you're not in that same room and being able to kind of like react in real time and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You need to be together. Otherwise. Yeah. But well, I mean, we finally got it together in the end and here
1: we are. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's how we got this album. Yeah. But, um <laughs> You were quoted as saying that uh, Tropical Fuckstorm make pop music that doesn't deny that we're in some trouble here. Yeah. And I wanted to know for uh, for you when you're writing lyrics, what's that balance between uh, like calling it out and, and the facts and, yeah, acknowledging that we are in some trouble and not completely losing yourself in the shit that we are in? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you gotta. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing, as far as music goes. You, you could be doing the most obtuse, abstract, avant-garde. You know, I don't know, classical music, or you could be Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. You know, and, or you could be Black Flag, or or you could be fucking Van Halen. It's it's all entertainment, you know. Um, if it wasn't entertainment, no-one would bother putting themselves through listening to it. So, so, you know, I mean, if you're talking about shit with drag, you've got you to put some pepper in the sauce or you've got to make it palatable, you know, like something like, you know, there's that song Bummer Sanger. It was just like, you know, it would be really boring to write a song about the pandemic because everybody in the world has been through it. But at the same time, if you didn't acknowledge it existed, it would just be weird, it would, you know. <laughs> Imagine making an album in a pandemic and not tipping your hat to that pandemic. Like, so with Bummer saying we had to figure out a way to acknowledge its existence, but then not make it this tedious, boring thing. So then we had to come up with this silly sort of convoluted thing where it's, you know, you can't travel into state, you can't travel overseas but then a, a travel bureau commercial comes on saying that you can travel intergalactic there's no no laws against that so you know what i mean yeah so it's just yeah, i just i just i hate music that doesn't and that rock music especially white rock music it doesn't ever talk about just what's happening they just seem to default to all the old tropes and I'm um, flushcarecom slash weight loss.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to
1: two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: All the kind of just stupid fucking prefab little things like, yeah, the classic girls, trains, bourbon. I don't know, just fucking boring shit. Or if they're doing punk rock, they, you know, smash the state or some just fucking cliched stuff. So, and we're trying to avoid that we're trying to talk about, and it's, it's fun to, you could talk about the daggiest shit, like Twitter or something, and put it in a song, how are you going to make that sound, <laughs> remotely cool, you know, but then, you know, I don't know. Wu-Tang Clan are really good, like they talking about, you know, commission flats, and, you know, shit that's pretty fucking shit, it's just crap, it, it wasn't, you know, yeah, wasn't, it's not a romantic scene, but they've, managed to make it like that, you know, like, yeah, they did, it, you know. It, there's just a way to do it and
1: a way not Yeah. I think there's a lot of um, almost kind of not falling out, but it is becoming less – it's still going to – it's still there and it's still going to be there, like the – as you said, the themes of like girls, bourbon, trains, cars, whatever. But I feel like that is kind yeah. of falling out because people – Especially in the last number of years, even two thousand nineteen, but like pre pandemic are kind of wanting to talk about more serious things and not you know, we don't need another song about a car or
0: um Yeah, yeah. There's plenty to talk about. Yeah. And it's not new. I mean from suicide to suburban lawns to you know, there's been some mad songwriting about the most strange, unlikely stuff that's that's really good, you
1: know? yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, the lead single, the first single from the album Gaff or Give a Fuck Fatigue. Where did this kind of catalyst for the song come from? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, I think at first it was just like a drum machine loop that we messed up and messed with and kind of turned it into something that wasn't. And, the, and then, obviously, you're going know, to need words and, you know, something to you know, breathe life into it. And, you know, I think it was probably something we were having a conversation and someone in the band said, yeah, give a fuck. I was like, "Ah." Oh. then we were talking about fatigue, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of fatigue. And, um, yeah, so it was give a fuck fatigue. Um, And it's, it's, I don't know, it's a good sort of engine for a song because it's like it's I I can't remember, some philosopher said where there's a taboo, there's a problem, you know, and where you're not allowed to, you know, like if you're sitting around with a climate change denier, everyone has been through this with some relative where you can't, you just don't feel like you can go, you know what, the science is there. You're a fucking idiot. You know, just <laughs> deal with it. You kind of do that thing where you go, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, and you just try and change the topic kind of thing. Like, you know, it's a taboo to to, to say actually. It's a taboo to that climate change, you know, to say actually you're full of shit. You know, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You're not qualified to talk about this stuff. You don't have a PhD in climatology or any shit like that. But Anyway. So and there's taboos all over the place now. There's just so many fucking taboos. And everybody, you know, left, right, wherever. And if you say, I don't fucking care, or if you cross that taboo and uh, speak your mind, which generally is like, you know what, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm not qualified. I don't have an opinion <laughs> on probably, everything that ever happened and will happen. Everyone's feeling it. Give a fuck fatigue. Everyone's feeling it. So we thought that would be a good idea for us song, you know, say something that everyone's thinking. But um, they're kind of scared to admit in public because you'd get shouted down. You'd be told you're evil, you're a fucking blasphemer, you're a heretic, you're a abuser or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. 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 Have you guys, because it is... Almost like um, even raising the point, I imagine, has there been any, not backlash, but has there been any people calling you out on it or, or saying this is, uh, uh, no?
0: Not really. People. I mean, a lot of people have said it's great as far as, I mean, I'm not saying we're great or anything, but they've said it's good, it's good because that's something <laughs> I would have liked to have said. Mm-hmm. But people don't really call us out. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not cunts anyway, so it's not like we're saying a bunch of shit that needs to be called out. But I don't know, I kind of, I liken us to someone like the comedian Bill Burr who, uh, it'd be hard to call out and he can say fucking some naff shit. And, but I think because he just doesn't feed into it, it's like, fuck you, go on, call me out, I don't actually yeah. care. You know, it's like when you ignore a bully and they realise... <laughs> If they're going to get their jollies, they need to go somewhere else because you're not giving them what they want. You're not frightened of them or playing the game, you know. It's, it, it, but if we were prepared to to kind of be bullied, I think we would be bullied, but we're not. Like, I don't care. I don't. We're not doing anything wrong, you
1: know. In, yeah. <laughs> in, um, in the loveliest sense, the impression that I get from you is that you'd be more than happy to be called out in in a good way, as in, like, as you said, you don't care. It is what it is.
0: I don't. I mean, there's such a quasi-religious side to all of this. You know, Twitter's sort of, you know, that sort of, what the culture that Twitter's created, which has sort of gone into the real world as well, where it's this sort of Twitter is a platform where you have to have an opinion. On absolutely everything, and it has to be strong and it has to be right, whatever that is. Like, and if you don't have an opinion, uh, or that the, the, if you don't have an opinion, that's so like you don't even exist. Like, you don't need to have an opinion, you don't yeah. need to be an expert on everything because you're not and you're not qualified. Stay in your lane, <laughs> just do the right thing by everyone. And, exactly, you know, you don't need all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, and it's 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 like this quasi-religious thing, and it, it reminds me my interest in it is is that it reminds me of um, like communism and Nazism in the twentieth century, where for all sorts of reasons, you know, mainly like industrial reasons, old school religion lost its appeal or its use, but then with like communism, you got the religion of the working class, and then Nazism is the religion of just white supremacy really, like, but they all had their, you know, they had their heretics and they had their blasphemies and they had their taboos and they had, you know, ideology and, and dogma and if you fucked with them, if you if you blasphemed, you'd be burned at the stake, so to speak, like, yeah. and I think, you know, the internet has given us that and in the most extreme forms it's something like QAnon and, you know, where you don't even need, all you need is faith. You don't even need evidence. And, and then if somebody contradicts your ideology, maybe throws a bit of reality in there, um, you, well, you don't take any heed of it and you burn them at the stake.
1: It's just, yeah. So I find it fascinating. Yeah. It is uh something very interesting to watch but as you said that it has started to like spill out into the real world which makes it um a little bit more uh still interesting to watch but it is slightly more dire um when it's in in real life Mm. yeah 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 yeah. the record uh you are taking out on the road hopefully again uh i know that we're you're currently in lockdown in melbourne with um Gone into a lockdown in, in Adelaide today. But um, are you looking forward? Are you looking forward to getting back onto the road and, and playing some gigs?
0: Um, yeah, anything to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been groundhog going forever. But yeah, and um, really need to. I mean, the great thing about gigs is, you know, apart from all the obvious shit, is they keep you. Um, well, you've got to exercise because you got to train for the gig. If you don't, you're just going to die or you're going to suck. So um, I'm looking forward to having that rocket up my ass,
1: yeah. you
0: know, because just sitting around the house with no reason to um, do anything, it's a downward spiral. If you're not looking after yourself, you tend to get a bit glum and you tend to, you know, overthink shit. So I, I'm looking forward to getting out. Getting fit, meeting people, saying hi—just, yep. just all the usual stuff, just the most normal stuff in the world. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: Do you think that the uh, Australian government has kind of let down the industry in terms of gigs being canned, you know, left, right, and centre, and then perpetually being put back? Whereas sport apparently continues to be okay.
0: Um, Yeah, but then that's Australia, isn't it, you know? I don't see. Yeah. Um, It's hard to know. It's hard to know. I mean, you do have to lock down because only an idiot would think that you don't where, oh, no, just let it go because it's like, if you just let it go in three weeks, you know, every fucking doctor in town would be sick too and the hospitals would be overwhelmed and all that shit. Um, But. Yeah, I don't know. Sporting events, it, the difference between a sporting event and a, a gig is it's a fucking the crowd at a sporting event isn't this hot, sweaty thing jumping all over each other. So it is a bit different. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm, look, I'm not qualified to talk. I'll leave that to the health stories. I do think, you know, the, <laughs> the federal government got a bunch of dickheads just pretending not to... Uh, in charge you know just so they don't lose any votes they don't piss anyone off
1: it's pretty pathetic yeah yeah that's the kind of vibe that they seem to be doing is that if they're not making the decisions then they can't be held accountable later mm, mm, mm. yeah Gaz, what are you currently listening to we usually chat to our guests about um what they've got on their record player or what's um getting played at their house what's what's currently on rotation
0: uh, as far as the new stuff goes uh terza do you know terza um english singer
1: oh maybe yeah
0: uh her name is t i r z a h she um she usually collaborates with um mika levy who is a She's uh, been in a bunch of bands and she made the music for that um, Scarlett Johansson film, The Under the Skin, the really scary, weird alien film. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they collaborate and then yeah, it's really good shit. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's kind of like, yeah, Cat Power Cross with Rihanna or something, if you're going to be really simple. It's
1: really good. That sounds, um, um, that's, uh, yeah, that sounds very cool.
0: Yeah, it's really cool, um, but uh, I don't know, uh, whenever I get answered, uh, asked this question, I always forget. Um,
1: <laughs> what else?
0: Not much. I've actually been recording Apes, and so I haven't listened to a great deal of music. Just been, just finished the TFS thing, and then made a record with um, Jim and Chris in springtime, and um, and then, yeah, it's just been bang, bang, banging away, starting to do more stuff now. It's been endless. That's very exciting. Yeah, so literally haven't – yeah, yeah, I haven't had time. More than, when you're overdoing it with music, the last thing you want to do is listen to music, you know. <laughs> you just want to read a book or
1: something, you know. And that is very, very fair. I was going to ask, uh, and, and it might have already answered the question somewhat, but, like, when you are – Recording? Do you try and um, actively not listen to other bands or other music? Because there's um, what song is it? Uh, new Romeo Agent on the record, which is like almost kind of like new wavy. Um, yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you think? It, do you do you find that if you're listening to music, it does influence what you guys will do? Not obviously in a direct. Let's play a new wave song, but. But it might yeah. have just little, like, influences?
0: Uh, it's the, the weird thing with that is that the opposite would be true. I think if you were to listen to something while you're recording, for some reason you wouldn't then mind that particular genre or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You'd, I don't know. You'd probably consciously avoid doing that. but But then it's the millions of other things. Um, that you've heard over the years that tend to pop up the way you would think what you're currently listening would, would, would make, make you come up with. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that particular song, um, New Romeo Agent, yeah, it's got sort of like a new wavy thing and then almost like an Ethiopic keyboard line and, yeah. So, obviously, we've listened to a bunch of new wave and Ethiopics records, so... <laughs> but not that week. We didn't do it that week. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it would have sounded like
1: that. Yeah. No, well, um, as I mentioned before, the record is gorgeous. It is this beautiful, like, it, cacophony is the best word I've got of, like, different genres. And, um, again, I don't think in the hands of some other people might not work as well, but in the trusty hands of yourself and the rest of the band, it um, it has come out as a great record oh that's nice. thanks thanks man. That's really nice. no of course of course um, congratulations on the album it is out this week and uh, thank you very much uh, for being on the podcast guys we do appreciate it
0: oh no worries my pleasure thanks thanks for having me yeah
1: and that's our show a massive thank you to gareth for his time Deep States is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or tickets to their tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Stacey at Daydream Nation for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the Playlist profile on Spotify. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when
0: we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.